0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to Too Fit to Quit, and this is your host, Shelby Warden. I say this almost every episode, but I am just overwhelmed by the amount of support that this podcast has seen and just the amount of people who have messaged me and said that I have inspired them or they have been listening and they love it or just telling me about something that spoke to them in an episode. And I want to encourage any of the listeners, you know, to continuously do that and um, how much it means to me when you do. And if you do get something out of an episode or if something bad happens while you're listening to my episode, I have a friend who got locked out because she was distracted by it. So that was really funny. I'm glad that she was able to get back into her apartment. It was just, it was really funny. And I love this kind of story. So feel free to message me. Feel free to reach out if something speaks out to you or if something happens during the episode that you think is funny, whatever. You know what I mean? So just I love it and I'm so glad that you guys are getting something out of it and really enjoying these episodes as much as I enjoy making them. So for this episode, I want it to be very conversational with you all. I want to kind of just share my stories, share things that I feel like other people could relate to within this topic. And hopefully it's something that you all can get something out of, whether it's something you relate to, or if it's something that helps you manage um, what you're doing now. Maybe you don't exactly struggle with my struggles too, but maybe it's something that you can relate to and something that you can learn from and educate yourself on, on how to better your routine with this. So This whole topic is your relationship with food. Um, more, More importantly, it's going to kind of talk about disordered eating and growing past that and how to transition your mind Um, And it's super hard. It's something that I'm still learning. I would not say that I have an eating disorder now. I want to make that very, very clear and upfront. My relationship with food has grown tremendously from where it once was. And I will get into that um, shortly. But I do want to make it clear blanket statement I am not condoning eating disorders or saying that this is how you get skinny or anything like that because. These tremendously impact your health, and they impact your mental health, and it's just something that it needs to be shared. It needs to, like, you know, there needs to be a light spread on this, especially in the fitness industry that, you know, you there are people who struggle with this and are not open about it, and I just want to share on my platform how I've grown past this and how I've gotten better and how I've managed my relationship with food and allowed that relationship with food to grow into something healthy and to grow into something where i'm recognizing this is for my health and fueling my body rather than tearing my body down if that makes sense so first and foremost i kind of want to start out with a story so i grew up in the era of tumblr if any of you can relate to that (laughs) and tumblr like i don't know if any of you had it or have it now but like the news feed of it like i remember it was like the, like, measuring tape, like, you know, it was, like, that wrapped around someone's waist or around someone's thigh. Or, like, it had, like, very, very disturbing images of, like, someone, like, doing something to themselves. Or it was just... It was awful. Like, it was so toxic. And for me, at least, my feed was like that. I'm sure that it just depends on whatever you're searching and whatever, like, you know, like, the algorithm. But for me, like... It was so, so toxic, and it had these societal standards of beauty of thigh gaps and, like, making sure your hands can fit around your waist to, like, see if your waist is small enough, and mind you, like I said, I was in middle school at this time. I was 13 years old, and I was seeing these things, and since I was seeing this, and I had a group of such, like, skinny friends, because, you know, they hadn't went through puberty yet either, and... I just I felt awful about myself and that's what kind of started this whole roller coaster of um, me like having these insecurities and having these um, thoughts of not being good enough and it started out so young that I never grew out of it for like that time being like when I was on these social media like apps or whatever I would see these things and like It just constantly fueled it, like, oh, I'm not good enough. And then things would happen, like, you know, the older you grow, like, you get in relationships, whatever. And, like, I would tie it all back to, like, my body's not like this. And that's why I'm not getting the results I want or why I'm not getting the person I want. And it just, it escalated. And it was just this huge, like I said, roller coaster of, like, not being able to move past it. And this started, like I said, in middle school if you think about that, that age range is, like, 12 years old to 14, like, approximately. It just depends on, like, where their birthdays fall or whatever. Like, it is so toxic for such young people. These adolescents, like, the biggest part of, like, your mind growing in that growing age of, like, becoming from, like, a child to a teenager, it just is completely, like, desensitized. And, like, during this time, I was like consistently like watching what I was eating and tracking my food and like things that you would not expect a like 14 year old to do and like I it took me a long time to like get into a healthy relationship with tracking my food but during this time it was like following the bare minimum like I'm not going to share like what I was eating, but I do remember like there was one day that like I saw fasting and I was like, oh, I just won't eat. And like we had a church thing where we like did like a 24-hour fast and that was like I was so excited for it and I was excited for it for the wrong reasons. It wasn't spiritual for me at all. It was so that I wouldn't eat. And I remember like I was talking to my friends and I was like, oh, I'm fasting for church. And I remember one friend, I literally vividly remember them saying like, don't you always fast? <laughs> like, what? That is not something that I should have been doing or something that I should have been, like, bragging about. And I think it just gave me an excuse almost to, like, be, like, open with it because I wanted – I like it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, a cry for help. And that's what that was. I Like, unknowingly, that was what that was. And I just – that really started this, like, platform of – disordered eating for me and I didn't know it at the time. The only thing I knew was I wanted to be skinny like my friends or like these these models on Tumblr and I didn't know how to do it and how to achieve it except by just cutting out food completely. And this was not healthy, I do want to state very clearly. It was not healthy at all. Um, I had like extreme hair loss, I was like always dizzy, always tired and I had like mind fog and I remember like there was one day like I always had headaches like headaches all the time and it was because I was not feeding my body I was not fueling my body and like I said I was in sports at this time and like I was just dragging And, like, it just, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy, point blank. But I was so young experiencing this that I didn't really realize that this was something that, like, wasn't normal. You know what I mean? And I just, I thought that, you know, this is how, this is how you do it. Like, that's, that's what it is. And this carried on through high school. And I mentioned before, like, in high school, From the get-go, I was just so insecure about absolutely everything. But when it came to my friendships, it just – it really struck a nerve. Like, I – it was my – one of my friends, like, recently was talking about her high school experience. And we did not know each other in high school. We met through one of our college classes. And um, she was saying how she was one of the, like – she had the biggest ego. But at the same time, she was one of the most insecure – like people that she has ever known. And that stuck to me because I was like, I really thought that I was like, I was it. You know what I mean? Like, I was the cutest thing ever sometimes. And then, like, on my highs, that was my high. I was, you know, unstoppable. My lows, I was absolutely just wrecking myself. And like, I just hated everything about myself. And I don't know if that was visible to other people, but, like, I just remember constantly comparing myself to people. I remember, like, my freshman year going in, I would, like, look at, like, the seniors, and I'd be like, if I could look like them, or, like, they just look so, like, so put together, and, like, they look so good. And, like, I was just so insecure about everything, absolutely everything, oh, my gosh. And... When it came to boys, because, you know, in high school, like the Taylor Swift song, when you're 15 and... that was me, like somebody tells you they love you and you're going to believe it until they don't. And then you think that it's because of the way you look. And that was me. That was me. That was me. hundred percent. I just changed the lyrics of the Taylor Swift song. That's the Taylor version. I'm just kidding. That's the Shelby version. But I just was so insecure and insecure. And and this just never got easier through high school. And it just, it escalated. Like, especially if I was in a relationship, especially my senior year, because my senior year was a hot mess. Um, maybe I'll do an episode on that in one day. One day, not today, not tomorrow. Who, who knows? But um, this year, particularly, was one of the worst years of my life to date, And I've been through a lot of crap. But that year, that year was worse than 2020 pandemic. I would rather go through the pandemic all over again than have to go through 2018, 2019, point blank. Like, it was the worst year of my life. But it's fine. We're fine now. We grew through it. We (laughs) learned how to take that trauma and run with it, I guess. It made me funnier, maybe. Who knows? But this year, this time of a relationship slash manipulative situation ship that I was in. Um, It was the time of this eating disorder to escalate. And it was a time where I absolutely hated myself. And I believed every lie that I was told. I, I believed everything that was pointed out about me. If I looked like this, then, you know, things would be different. And At this time, I weighed my lowest. I am 5'8", and I weighed maybe like 115. And I know there's some girls that weigh that, and it proportions out. For me, I was sick. And I want to make that very clear. Um, I am not bashing anyone's body. But for me, that's the only weight I will mention in this whole episode. But I was sick. And I was deteriorating i was dying from the inside out and with mixed with this disordered eating this eating disorder i also was just depressed i was emotionally unstable there was a lot of things going on at this time and i was taking out everything that like i had i didn't have self-love at all i didn't know my self-worth i didn't know how to have a relationship with food and I didn't eat at all. And a lot of this came from just such anxiety and the depression that I had at this time. I just, it was awful. It was a terrible, terrible time for me. And I expressed, you know, I like I said, I was still in sports at this point, And I just, I wasn't eating at all. And I remember, like, if I tried to eat, you know, I would do stuff to make it come up. I don't want to get into a whole lot of detail, but, like, it was, it was an eating disorder, and I absolutely struggled with accepting myself, and even after that relationship, like, once I graduated high school, um, I still didn't like myself. I was recovering from that, but I will say that, like, I remember one time I just, Like, my grandma, I think, is the person who told me this. She was like, is the change of, like, or is it, does the pain of change hurt more than the pain that you're in now? And I was like, no, (laughs) like, I need to get out. And so, like, I remember that night I had, like, prayed and I was just like, I need, like, I can't control this anymore. I don't think, like, I am going to, like, something's going to happen to me if I don't get help. And I just, I remember, like, a week or so after that, like, I had actually gotten baptized. Um, I kind of started, like, just putting everything that I couldn't control, I put it to something that could, um, to someone that could. And it just, that's kind of when things started kind of wrapping for me into, like, you know, this transition stage of, you know, I had went through seven years of a disordered eating relationship I don't know the right word for that and please um, forgive me if I'm like saying that wrong but I just I it was something that like you know it's hard to let go of habits I know I mentioned that before in a different episode but habits that have such an impact not only on like your lifestyle but also on your just your mentality in seven years worth of a habit of you know it's not even i don't even want to say habit like this toxic like tox toxicity tox you know what i mean and i just it's so hard to let go of that and i had to cut out and i kid you not i had to cut out everyone from my hometown in order to let go of this and that's not always the case but for me it was just that constant reminder and it was something that if i wouldn't have done that I don't think I would have been able to move forward. And this was a slow process. I do want to add to that. So, like, once I graduated high school, I cut contact with, like, the people that were causing me the most pain, which was in this time period, those people from my senior year. Um, And then after that, I had to cut out people from, like, just high school over time. So, like, quarantine kind of didn't help with that because I had to go back home and, like, it's not necessarily that the people that i was around were like enforcing habits that were my choice i want to make that very clear but the people i cut out were people that i just i knew that there was something holding me back or something that just was toxic in some way and i didn't know how it, for some of these people and some of these people it just it kind of happened unintentionally i do want to also say that i cut people out like my hands are scissors because I just, it's something that I do to protect myself. I cut people if they don't have a way of benefiting me for the better and for promotion of growth, I cut them out. If there is some vibe there that I don't, I don't mess with, I cut you out. Like I am very particular with who I keep around and um that is something that just I don't know if it's just a um, protection type of thing that I do I don't know but it's worked for me now and it has continued to work for me but like back to kind of what I was saying I just I had to cut these people out because if I didn't I was going to consistently keep myself in these habits of this eating In this unhealthy relationship with food. And it wasn't their fault. I don't want to ever say that somebody forced me to have this. This was all my own doing, but it was something that I had to do in order to grow, in order to get myself out of that environment that I was so used to. Um, And it just, it was hard because these people had been around my whole growing up. You know what I mean? Like my whole adolescent, teenage time period. And I, it was my like probably 2021 that I cut these people out and I officially was like, peace out, see you later. <laughs> and I had to get a new crowd and I had to get people around me that supported me and loved me for who I was and people that promoted that healthy relationship, not only with myself and like between us, like at us, like these people I had relationships with, but these people that, you know, promoted like, you know, these healthy mindsets and something that I could, you know, I can, I can bounce off of you. And I have people right now in my life, I'm so blessed to have that have that type of mindset that have that enforcement of growth and change and, you know, continuously working on themselves. Because without that, I don't think that I would be able to still be in this recovering um, stage. And I want to also mention like what recovery looked like for me once I got out of my hometown. So once I got to college, I really enforced this change. And my roommate at the time also was like 100% there for me. She knew the things that I had been through when it came to like this eating disorder. And, you know, consistently was just pushing for me to better myself and consistently pushing for me to, you know, be more than what my past was and we both had been burned by this hometown and we just we had that like mindset of just moving on and moving forward and she definitely helped me with that recovering um like first stage I guess I should say I also at the time was in therapy and that 100% helped as well just talking through those emotions and I will say I did quit going to therapy like six months in, not because of the, you know, the place I was going or anything, but just because I was like, I'm better. I don't need it anymore. Yay. And that wasn't the case. <laughs> you know, um, and I, I'm a very big um, promoter of going to therapy, even if you don't think you need it, just because it's something, it's a resource. If you're able to use it, um, my campus has free counseling and it's, absolutely amazing. They do look up super quick, but it's something that I think every student should at least try because it's something that is so, so good of talking through your emotions and talking and growing emotionally. But that's a whole other thing. I can do a whole other episode on that if I wanted to. But when it came to this re- relationship with food, that senior or that freshman year I still had that like I was still scared to eat things I was still steering away kind of from certain foods um I was a very big person on like I'm going to eat it cuz I enjoy it but then I would feel so guilty if I ate it and like we we had a text we have a Texas Roadhouse house near us and I remember like there were multiple occasions me and my roommate would get just like a half dozen of rolls because if you know Texas Roadhouse, you know their rolls are to die for, but I would eat like six rolls with butter, and then I would go to bed like wanting to freaking cry because I hated that I ate six rolls, like all of that, and like I just, I remember just being so like, I was like, oh, I, I don't, this is different, like I'm eating now, so it's different, but like I would eat like once a day, And then I'd be like, well, I ate, so it's it's fine. And I was still working out. I wasn't working out the way that I do now, but I was still, you know, working out and just wasn't feeling my body. I didn't know what feeling my body was. And then the pandemic hit and I had to go home, back to my hometown. And if you get where I'm going, this is where things kind of took, you know, that one step forward, three steps back. This was like a whole mile back. I started not eating. I would go for runs. And I don't know if anyone else has realized this, but like 2020 spring is not 2022 spring. It has rained like every day. Back during the pandemic, it was gorgeous outside. Like every day was nice. It's pouring down rain here like all the time. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. um, But that was just like I was always doing something outside or like, I just, I wasn't eating because I was at home, and my grandma made, like, greasy food, so, like, I can't eat it because it's greasy, and, like, I remember, like, she cooks with, like, lard and, like, bacon grease, and I was like, I can't eat this because it's going to make me fat. I'm I'm at home, and it's the pandemic, so I'm going to get, like, this, they called it, like, the, like, pandemic 30 or something where, like, you gain weight essentially because you're just staying at home. And I was just so afraid of gaining weight. And at this point, I also had just met my boyfriend like a few months before. And I was just like, well, he's so far away. Like it's long distance right now. Like I have to stay as skinny as I was when I met him. And it was just so toxic. And like my mindset was he never once said anything like that. It was just my mind. Because like I said, in high school, I correlated relationships ending with my weight or how I felt of myself. So this, in my head, I was like, we have long distance. It's gonna end up, we're gonna end up breaking up and it's gonna be just this big mess. That was my whole perspective of it. Was it wrong? Absolutely. We're still going strong. This dude, he's here for the long run. Sorry, Eli, I love you. But (laughs) this is just how I thought. Like I correlated these things to being the same. And this, when I got back to campus, I had the support that I needed to transition back into a healthy relationship with food. And he taught me how to eat whole foods and how to eat healthier, like how to, you know, prioritize protein and prioritize your carbs in a healthy way and like how you need to be eating throughout the day. And this really did not stick until this year when I got incredibly serious about my journey and I, you know, hired a um, dietitian and a trainer to help me kind of prioritize what I needed to eat, and it was just so important to me to kind of fix this relationship because I was starting to realize, hey, I cannot have healthy relationships with others if I don't have a healthy relationship with myself, and that transitioned from okay, I want to learn to love myself. I want to learn to love myself because I cannot love others until I love myself. And that really reflected within this, my relationship with Eli and it reflected within working out and getting serious about working out. And this just really kind of went from like a snowball to this big boulder of opportunity to change. And with having my own apartment, I was able to, you know have the foods that were able to like help me with this transition without being tempted or I don't even really want to use the word tempted but like having that relationship where I'm able to you know eat things in moderation and I'm able to see that hey I need to eat my protein today I need to get this in and using supplements that will help with that if I hadn't gotten it in with whole foods um and this just it was so much easier once I started kind of learning like ways to love myself and ways to eat things without guilt or eat things without feeling tempted or restricted and it was just so almost like uplifting and it was so important that I chose to love myself because if I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to grow out of this Um, relationship that I was in, this like toxic relationship with food. Um, And I just, it took time and it took, you know, respect. And it took me to really prioritize everything that I was doing in my life and to question is what I'm doing to promote healthy relationships within my life and to promote love and everything that I wanted or was this something that was just to tear myself down or something that was just to tear away and like piece by piece pull away from people that I loved and I didn't notice that everything like the things that I were doing were toxic or the things that I were doing were disorderly until after And I looked back and I was like, oh my gosh, like I thought I was better, but I wasn't. And to this day, I still struggle. I don't want to say that you just, you wake up one day and you're perfectly fine because that's not the case at all. I still to this day, like there are things where I feel guilty after I eat something and it's something where like, if I'm stressed out, I'll be like, oh, you know, like treat yourself, whatever. But then I feel guilty afterwards and I'm still learning. I'm still working on it. And it's something that you have to have a support system of people that uplift you and people that are constantly in your, like, in your seat or in your, like, fan seating. You know what I mean? Like, people that are in your corner that are constantly going to be like, you got this, like, just keep going. Or people that are going to call you out on your BS. You know what I mean? Like, people that are going to be like, listen, like, what you're doing is toxic. And what you're doing is pulling you away from the goals that you have and that you want to obtain. And that's something that I have now. And this is where, you know, I'm going to kind of kind of wrap everything up. But it took me seven, eight, nine years to kind of fully come to this full circle of acceptance and growth from where I started. And that is not to say that I am 100% back to where, like, we're not really back to be, being good, but like back to this like healthy relationship with food. But I'm at a point where I am able to understand that what I am eating and what I am putting into my body is healthy and it's to fuel me. It's to give my body the energy to obtain my goals that I have for my future and to do the things that I want to do efficiently. And when it comes to working out, this is so important and this is kind of where I want to wrap this into fitness, I should say, rather than just like health. Um, when it comes to working out, you're burning so much energy, you need f- you need food. And I don't know if anyone else has had this where like you're working out and like you almost pass out bec- because you haven't you're so weak. That's because you need to eat, babe. You need to eat, you need some sugar need some carbs. You know what I mean? And I didn't know that. I just thought, oh, I'm just pushing myself really hard. No girl, it's because you haven't eaten in two days. Like eat your rice crispy, eat your oats. <laughs> and that just, it's so important. And I'm going in the future. Futuristically, I want to have a dietitian on here to talk about food and talk about healthy habits. And it's just, it's something that it's much more than just, you know, how to be skinny or how to be fit. But it's it's more about that relationship and having a healthy relationship where you can say, like, yeah, I'm eating this and I don't feel guilty. I'm eating this and I don't feel restricted. I'm eating this and I don't feel tempted for more. And this is so big in, like, the fitness, like, industry. And you see, like, these, like, um, what are they called? Like, the what I eat in a day's, And, like, that's great. I love that they're sharing this. But everyone's journey is completely different. And everyone's, like, relationship with food is completely different. And when it comes to bodybuilding, things become very toxic. And I think that, like, that's the biggest part where people, like, shame it. Because they're like, oh, it's a disorder. But, like, it is just so... Strict when it comes to like down to the nitty gritty. And it's something that it's going to be hard when I get to that point. It's going to be something that I'm going to struggle with partially, but it's something that if you have the right people in your corner, you are going to get through it. And if you are open the entire time about the process, and if you are honest and vulnerable, and you are giving it your all. That's where the change happens and that's where the growth happens through the struggle and that's how you can overcome these things and just accepting and respecting yourself throughout that time because it's not easy, it's not short, it's a long journey for a lot of people and it just, it comes down to finding that place where you can love yourself and you can accept what you've gone through and accept the relationship that you once had and mend it because it's just like a relationship with a person. You know, if you don't have the resources or you don't have the time and the openness and the vulnerability to come forward and say that something needs fixed, it's not going to. And at that time, I was pushing everything under the rug and making excuses and saying that it was this or that or whatever. And it came down to needing that, that help and coming down to needing that self-respect and that love for myself and recognizing that things are fabricated online and things are not the same. Everyone is different. And that took time. I'm 21 years old now I'm still working on it. I know people who are 40 years old and still working on it. And it's just, it's something that it comes with age. It comes with life. You're going to have doubt. You're going to have insecurities, but working through those insecurities and learning to love yourself and to give yourself grace. And to, of course, remember that you are too fit to quit.